Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning everyone and welcome to Think Future. My name is Chris Calabucas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep, deep, deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We're talking innovation startups, the future, not necessarily those, and not necessarily... I did it again! I said innovation! Ah! I must be out of... Fa- <laughs> I must be out of practice. I mean, AI startups and the future. And the reason why we're talking about AI, specifically AI today is that this episode is focused on specifically on AI, although not just AI, but machines itself. AI startups in the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. If you're watching on YouTube, smack that subscribe button, hit that bell so you'll be notified when a new show comes online. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast service, please subscribe and please drop a note on Apple Podcasts. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Now, I had this great conversation with uh, Robert Scoble on uh, X, and he said something about performing for machines, right? Performing for machines, something to do with AI and performing for machines, how we have to start performing for machines. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, we've been performing for machines for a really, really long time. Ever since we've had to, ever since Facebook and LinkedIn and all of these and and Twitter and all of these social media companies have had to start making decisions on what to show us we have been performing for algorithms since then. Because if you think about it, let's go back. Let's go way back to the very beginnings of Facebook. Or any, any company that any social media, say Twitter, way back to the beginnings of, of Twitter, when in every social media, it was showing you what your friends were saying. So when Twitter first started, and I was one of the very first users of Twitter, you would follow people and they would follow you. And then when they tweeted, you would see their tweets. You would see their tweets in a stream. And you can see this kind of right now when you are in X and you click on the following tab. There's a for you tab, there's a following tab, and then there's any other group tabs that you may have created. At the very beginning, of Twitter, at the very beginning of Facebook, at the very beginning of LinkedIn, at the very beginning of any of these social media services that had a feed, what you got in the feed was the raw output of the people you were following, right? Which was perfect when you were only following a few people, right? When people have, people have tens of thousands, people have millions of followers today, but back then, People didn't have that many followers. You know, maybe I had 100 followers, maybe I had 50 followers, maybe I had five followers. But if I followed you and you tweeted, I would see your tweet. That's right, folks. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? There was actually a period of time when somebody you knew tweeted, somebody you followed tweeted, and you saw their tweet. Same with Facebook. Wasn't that exciting when you followed somebody 
and you saw their post? Wasn't that great? Unfortunately, <laughs> see, if you think about it, I mean, that's the, that, that, is the, that is the crux of social media, right? I say something, you follow me, you see what I say, right? I mean, unfortunately, that disappeared quick because unless you were at the very, 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 very beginning where there's really literally no algorithms other than, oh, this guy tweeted, this guy followed him, boom, let's show him. So the feed that I was looking at was the feed of people who I was following. And that was it. And then eventually, when you followed too many people, some algorithm had to step in and go, you know what? We can't show Chris's tweets to everybody because there's just too many tweets in your feed. So user A would have, say, 100 friends, right? So user A would have 100 friends, and those 100 friends would tweet once a day. They'd see 100 tweets in their feed. User A would see 100 tweets in their feed. But then they got to 1,000 friends. Then they got to 2,000 friends, and it's like, whoa, that's 2,000 tweets a day, or even less, or even more. What if they tweeted multiple times a day? Then there'd be so many tweets you couldn't handle them. So somebody said, well, we got to do something about this. we got to create some kind of algorithm so that user A would get the tweets that they were interested in, or at least the tweets that we thought that they might be interested in, right? Because if you're getting the tweets they thought I was interested in, then you could go, well, maybe if I kind of knew a little bit more about this user, then maybe not only could I give him the tweets that he might be interested in, not just, not all everybody he knew, not just, not everybody he followed. Oh, God forbid. God forbid you get, you get tweets in your stream from people that you actually follow. You get tweets, plus you get ads that you might be interested in clicking on. So somebody created an algorithm. So between user A and, user, and all of his followers, all of his or her followers, an algorithm was created. And in that algorithm lay the genesis of every single social media network that we have today. This algorithm, which goes which basically sits in between the reader and the writer deciding what the reader is going to read. This algorithm that sits in between is the decider. The decider, the deciding algorithm goes, hey, let me think about user A for a second. I know he's got 7,000 followers, but he probably doesn't want to hear from all of them all the time, even though they're tweeting all the time. So maybe we should just look into what he might want to see and give him a subset of those tweets. Give him just a, a taste of those tweets. You know, he might want to call directly message a few people, but in his feed, in his following feed, let's just give him a little bit of that. Let, let's just decide. Let's us make the decision of who should be in his feed. At that point, when that algorithm was was built, that's when we started having to perform for the machines. Because if we wanted our tweet to actually get through <laughs> to the person who was reading our tweets, we would have to create our tweets in such a way that the algorithm would go, yes, that's a good tweet. Let's let it through. Or yes, that's a great Facebook post. Let's let it through. Or yes, that's a great website. 
Let's let it through, says the Google search engine. So we have been performing for algorithms, for AI, for years. Because if we don't perform for the algorithms, then the algorithms are not going to pass our message on beyond where we need to go. So we kind of live in a sorry state right now where we have to perform exactly what the algorithms want for our message to get through to the other side. It's not free speech, God forbid. No, it's not free speech. It's me, I can speak freely, but the fact that my message isn't getting to anybody is a factor of the algorithm. So yes, we are already performing for machines. We've been performing for machines for years. And if anything, it's going to get worse. So my question to you is, if you're a startup founder and if you're thinking about this, we need to figure out a better way of making that algorithm work. Now, I would love to be able to eliminate that algorithm. I would love to be able to go back to the early days of Twitter and go, you know what? If I'm following something, somebody, I would be interested in what they have to say. And I want to see every single tweet that they've ever said. But that isn't going to happen. So how do we figure out a better way to make sure that the person who wants to read a tweet from somebody or wants to read a social media post from somebody is actually reading the post that they're interested in and not just what the algorithm feels like giving them. How do we get back to person-to-person -to -person communication without having the machine in the way deciding? Because we're still dancing with the, for the machines and I would love to stop dancing for the machines. We're human beings. We should be dancing for each other. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. Thank <laughs> you.